Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to this recap edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, it's not going to be a lot of recap of the game yesterday because, um, full disclosure, I didn't really watch much of the game. I was, I was at the Sod Poodles last night, and largest firework display in Hodgetown history was awesome. So, you know, I was able to watch some clips. The bulk of this show discussion is going to be, as far as the Texas Tech talk, is going to be about Shuck versus Morton. Is there a quarterback controversy? And we'll, we'll get into a little bit of preview of West Virginia next week, and then we're, we'll talk a little bit more about the Big 12 because we had some interesting results um, yesterday in the Big 12. So, as expected, Texas Tech wins fairly easily against Tarleton, 41-3. to um, Defense played really, really good. You know, one of the things I talked about on Friday's episode is one of the things I wanted to see from the defense was more turnovers. And they did, they fulfilled the take three, you know, mantra. And that, I think that's, that's going to be very important moving forward. Um, defense did basically everything you could ask from them. And, and I know it's an FCS opponent, but I, I think forcing the turnovers, that's a really encouraging sign to me. That was something they did not do last year against their FCS opponent, Murray State. So um, I think this is a – I don't think this is a dominant defense, um, but I think this is a defense that they're not going to hinder you as as, uh, tech defenses have done in the past. Um, But I think you have to be really careful about relying – over overtly relying on them to win games. But, and I, I think ultimately the key for this defense is going to be winning the turnover battle. Um, you're still, you're not getting a, um, as much pressure on the quarterback as I'd like for you to, but I, you know, I think you've got some players on this defense that are going to, that are going to keep you in games. The key is going to be, you know, offense is going to have to score and we're going to talk about them in, in a little bit more in just a minute, but uh, overall defense, I thought they uh, did pretty strong. Got to continue working, you know, getting those turnovers. Let's talk offense. And, you know, at 41-3, to three, you're, you're, I'll be really, truly honest with you. We're nitpicking here. Um, you know, I, there were other podcasts, uh, tech podcasts I listened to today that, you know, there's a little bit of fretting about the offense and about – shuck and you know what should we do and everything else i mean you won 41 to 3 and you know i know you left you left points on the board that you could have gotten and i get the frustration with that but again you you won 41 to 3 and um you know ultimately here's the thing with 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 this with this tech team um and it was something I talked about on friday with this offense and i think they they did a really good job of it yesterday you know Get Taj Brooks more involved. They did that. Um, you know, you also saw a little bit of Nehemiah Martinez um, in the backfield as well. Um, you've got a, I think you have a, a good running game. A lot of it will hinge on how good the offensive line is is running that night. They've still been a frustration. Um, you know, they looked good yesterday, but again, the FCS opponent. What are they going to look like next week against a Big Twelve opponent in West Virginia? Um, Here's kind of my hope with the offensive line. You know, you started out really struggling last year, and and they got better as the year went on. Let's hope that's where we're headed, because I still I still think that that's one of your weaknesses is the offensive line. Um, you know, there was some 
weeping and gnashing of teeth about Shuck. Um, you know, they started off three and three and out, but you know, Shuck did enough for you to win. And, you know, he only played through one one series in the third quarter and you know, you were you were well well in hand of the game. So we'll talk more about the Shuck thing a little bit later. Other thing I I want to bring up with the offense, again, you get Mason Tharp involved. I've, I'll tell you, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think having establishing a running game with Taj Brooks and, and anybody else in that backfield, plus utilizing the tight ends more, I think that's going to make this offense click more. Because once you you expose that you have those weapons in the running game and in t- on the tight end position, that's going to open up your receivers in Duran, Duran Bradley and Fungi and, and, you know, JJ Sparkman to, to get you some, get you some plays. Um, you just can't be one dimensional. And I think that's been a problem in, in some ways is, is you, you just kind of, you zero in on one play and you just run it over and over and over and over again until it doesn't work. You know, last week it was the, you know, Tyler Shuck quarterback keeper, which worked for a, a, a bulk of the game. But again, you, you know, you, you when you involved the tight end last week, it worked really, really well. When you involved the tight end this week, obviously it worked really, really well. You know, last week you didn't really involve Taj Brooks all that much. This week you did, and and so that's that's something that I think if the offense stops zeroing in on one play every single time they run it, you know I, I think it's going to be a better offense. Now let's talk about the Shuck uh, versus Baron Morton argument. Um, so from all reports, you know Baron Morton comes in third quarter, fans go nuts. He played really well, and you know he got his share of great offensive plays, offensive touchdowns. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Baron Morton, he's a great quarterback. He could start for this Texas Tech team, and they would have a lot of success. Having said that, it's been made clear by Joey McGuire and his staff that Shuck is the starter. And I don't think there's any amount of fan anger and angst that's going to change that. The way it changes is if Shuck plays really bad and then they got to bring in Baron Morton, you know, and I hope that doesn't happen. I hope you're not in a position, especially these next three weeks, when I think you've got an imminently winnable games on your schedule where Shuck struggles and you got to worry about winning those games because, you know, the goal, the goal at this point has got to be, you got to, you need to be at four and two going into Kansas state. I think if you're not at four and two, you're not where you're. You're not will. You're not going to be able to have shown growth from last season to this season because you know looking at the rest of the schedule, it does get a little bit tougher. Um, how tougher? That's that's the big question because I'm not sure. I'm still not sure how good the Big Twelve is. Um, but you know, so I hope I hope Tyler Shuck plays lights out and mistake-free football, I think part of the way that that happens is if you involve the running game with Taj Brooks, if you utilize the tight end more, um, you're not putting it all on Tyler Shuck. Um, and again, I, 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 don't, I, I understand fans wanting Baron Morton to be the starter. He's, he's talented, and he's, he's great. I, I, 
I mean, there's no, no if, ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's a great player. He's He's gone out there and he's performed at a very high level um, multiple times already, going back to last year. Looked good last night. Um, but again, for all intents and purposes, he's not going to be the starter, you know, with Shakir. And I don't find it as a fan to be really that healthy, healthy, but also helpful to constantly bang the drum about Morton, put Morton in, put Morton in, or whoever the backup is. I get it. You know, like I said, I get it. I'm not going to argue against Baron Morton. I think he's extremely talented, but I, I'm also a realist, and, and, and it looks like to me Shuck's going to be the starter. And if Shuck's going to be the starter, I want him to do well. I'm not going to root against him to do bad just so Baron Morton gets in. I think that's stupid if you're a Tech fan. You know, we kind of had the same deal last year. You know, people were rooting against Donovan Smith to do bad or even worse, rooting for Donovan Smith to get hurt. I just – I don't get that mentality, you know. Again, I'm not and – I, and I, and I want to make it clear. I'm not arguing that Shuck's the better starter, the better quarterback, and Morton's not. I'm not arguing that. What I'm arguing is, I just don't, I just don't understand the constant drumbeat. You know, got to play Morton, got to play Morton. What are we doing? We got to play Morton. You know, at this at this juncture, it's been made clear, Shuck's going to be the starter until some sort of circumstances change. And if we're going to roll with Shuck, I want Shuck to win. I want Shuck to do well. Can he do well? Yeah, I think he absolutely he can do well. Are, are there limitations to Shuck compared to Morton? Absolutely. You know, I, I think arm strength is one, a big one. But again, if you're utilizing Taj Brooks and, and the rest of your backfield, if you're utilizing the tight end, those deficiencies go away. And so that's that would be something that I, I you know I'd, I'd want to see more of. You know, this team still has a lot of goals that they can achieve. We're... For all intents and purposes, you're zero and zero now with going into the Big 12 season. Yeah, I know you're one and two, and clearly I don't think anybody thought that they would be here. You know, I think at worst people thought maybe two and one, but you're one and two is what it is. Um, But, you know, the goals of going to the Big 12 championship, winning the Big 12 championship, or even at the very least finishing at the top half of the Big 12 standings all of that is still in front of you. And I, th- I think Shuck can be the guy that can do that for you. I certainly think Morton can be the guy uh, can do that for you as well. Um, so I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Shuck to succeed. I'm rooting for this team to succeed, you know, and I think you have obviously great opportunity these next three weeks. I know West Virginia has looked better than I think a lot of people thought they would be. Um, I don't know how good Pitt is. <laughs> That's especially after Cincinnati lost this week. I don't know how good Pitt is, um, but you know West Virginia, they're going to come in with a lot of confidence at two and one. Um, is their quarterback going to start? That's going to be a big question. But I mean, that's going to be a challenge. It, it, you know, anytime you have to go to Morgantown, it's a long trip. It's a challenge. But you know, I, again, I think you you on paper are a better team than West Virginia. You've struggled on the road under Joey McGuire, though, and that, that's going to be something that 
we got we kind of have to keep keep watch for, especially because these next three games, two of them are on the road. But I still truly believe these are two very imminently winnable road games um, that you can get. You can get so starts this week against West Virginia. I think defensively you're playing about as good as you can right now. Keep up the turnover. Uh, keep up winning the turnover battle. Offensively, you know, I, like I said, I think the, the tweaks I've I've hammered on. Um, I think you'll be fine, but I don't think there's a quarterback controversy at least in the locker room and with the coaching staff. They're going to go with Shuck, and I just don't see any produ- productivity of railing against Shuck and say, "Well, they got to start Morton. They got to do this." Um, I hope Shuck does well, and you know we're we're talking next week. Want to know in the Big Twelve, which I think you can get get to. Um, you know, after I've said it a couple times already. You know, I think these next these first three Big Twelve games are imminently winnable um, with you know West Virginia, then Houston, and then Baylor. Um, the road games are a wild card because you haven't done very well on the road. You've only won one road game in this in the Joey McGuire regime, but I think these are two imminently winnable road games that you can you can get and. You know, hopefully after that, who knows what happens. So, you know, looking around the rest of the Big 12, uh, third week in a row, I'm looking at the rest of the Big 12 and I'm thinking there's not a team that I think is just light years better than this Texas Tech football team. Um, Texas has been has looked really good, but they struggled against Wyoming. The, the final score doesn't indicate that, but they did struggle um, against Wyoming at home, mind you, it wasn't on on the road in Laramie. So, and the win against Alabama, how good does that look when Alabama struggles to beat South Florida? So there, there's there's a lot of question marks there with um, with Texas, uh, and I'm still kind of in the in the show me mode with them um, on how good they're going to be. Now, can they could they run the table? Yeah, I mean they're very talented on paper. And they could they could run the table, get themselves to the Big Twelve championship game, but they could just as easily fall flat on their face against Kansas or, you know, someone else. Hopefully tech hopefully Tech's tech. That's that's the hope. So um Oklahoma's undefeated, but they haven't really played anybody. And beyond playing University of Texas, who else are they gonna play that's that's gonna be a world beater? I mean they they got a really good Big 12 schedule there. Um, Oklahoma State, they got exposed finally. You know, I've talked about it in my Big 12 prediction show. I felt like Oklahoma State was probably going to be a team that finishes near the bottom of the Big 12. And, I, you know, that result last night at, at T. Boone Pickens Stadium, you lose to South Alabama. Yikes is all you got to say about that. You know, yikes. Um, so I think they were exposed um, last night. Cincinnati, um, yikes, losing to Miami of Ohio. You know, I was I was the first two weeks really impressed by them, and I thought, especially beating Pitt, I thought that was a quality victory. Now, who knows if that's a quality victory? Um, so the, that's when I tell you there are some teams that, you know, we talked about West Virginia, been impressive. Uh, BYU beating Arkansas in Fayetteville. Tech's done that before, and it's hard. 
Um, BYU might be a better team, and you've got to go play at BYU. And I was already kind of fearful of that game because it, it screamed mid-2000s, Texas Tech going to play Colorado to me. Um, so that's going to be a tougher game, I think. Um, you know, UCF is, is 3-0. and They've blown everybody out of the water, but again, they haven't played anybody yet. How good are they? That's a, that's a, that's a big question mark. Kansas State, they were my big disappointment yesterday because I, I really thought they would they would pretty handily beat Missouri. I know it was on the road at Missouri, but you know I, I thought they could take care of business. They end up losing on a sixty-one yard field goal. Still think Kansas State. Like I said, I put one two in no particular order: Texas and Kansas State. I think they 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 are the two favorites to be playing in December in Arlington, and I don't think yesterday's result against Missouri changes that. They're still going to be a very uh, challenging um, team to be playing. Um, fortunately, you get them at, in Lubbock, so could help. Kansas three and zero. Is this like last year where they're going to get in the Big Twelve play and kind of fade and end up kind of coming in coming into bowl season at six and six? Um, I don't know, but, you know, that all of a sudden, that game in Lawrence looks like a bit of a, could be a challenging game for Texas Tech. I mean, that they're going to have to come in and take care of their business or you're going to lose in Lawrence. Um, So, you know, Baylor, they got an FCS victory. I I think they're, I just, I think they're in for a bad year and I'm hoping they're in for a bad year and you end up beating them in a couple of weeks. Houston, another loss. Again, this is a really good. This is a really adv- advantageous schedule for Texas Tech because you you start off, I think, with some of the weaker members of the conference, and you have the potential to get yourself three and zero before you got to play the defending Big Twelve champions in, in Kansas State. Um, so, got to take advantage of it though. And you gotta play. You, you gotta. You can't shoot yourself in the foot like you did the first two weeks of of the season, you know. So, um, who else have I missed? I'm trying to think. Um, Iowa State lost. Uh, they're terrible, but Tech doesn't get to play them, so they're they're honestly not really on my radar right now. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones I'm missing. I don't think so. Again, I mean it. Big 12 looks like it's going to be wacky and wild week to week. There, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see a dominant team here in the Big 12. Texas, maybe. They, they certainly have probably looked the best thus far. And, you know, they do have that win over Alabama um, to continually brag on, which they will. UCF has looked impressive, but they haven't really played anybody. Kansas has looked impressive, and I mean they have played some. I mean they they did beat a Big Ten school. They had to go on the road in Nevada. Um, they've been impressive. I'm not sold. I'm still not sold on Oklahoma, even though that they're three and zero. I just I'm not sold on them. I think their schedule has been eminently easy, and and it, it, it they may get themselves to the top two in the Big Twelve if they find a way to beat Texas at the Red River Shootout they probably will be in the Big 12 championship game because their schedule is just so easy um, this year for them. So 
Should be fun. Should be a fun conference to to deal with. West Virginia, you know, you just got to take care of business uh, against them next week. Get yourself to one and zero, and you know, I, you've got the talent on this team. You know, this is not a team that's a bad team, and, and you know, you, you, there's still frustration. You should have won in Wyoming. Should have beaten Wyoming. You probably should have beaten Oregon. You very easily could have been three and zero without the bad mistakes. But you know, what's what's in the past is in the past, and now you've got to. Move on and, and get yourself hopefully a West Virginia win um, this this upcoming next weekend. So that'll do it for this recap. Um, I plan for the uh, next week is I do plan on recording Friday night a normal episode. Um, it, it'll be late Friday night because I'm going to a high school football game. I'm going to the Sandys versus the Rebels, Amarillo High, Tascosa. Should be a fun one. Uh, been looking this. This is a really fun rivalry, um, obviously, in West Texas. So should be a fun one. They're actually playing at WT, which is interesting. And they're playing at WT because the Amarillo Fair is going on, which I'm going to be going to that next weekend. That'll be fun, too. So, um, But I will I will record Friday night um, the my regular episode. We'll talk NFL. Spoiler alert, good, good, uh, good day for both the Cowboys and Chiefs. You get wins. And... I mean, dare I say that the Cowboys maybe I don't I don't know because you haven't really played anybody and you're not playing anybody this next week. You're playing the Cardinals, but I mean, the 49ers struggled to beat the Rams today. Eagles struggled to to beat who did they even play? Oh, the Vikings. I mean, I guess that's the best of the wins of the big of the big three in the NFC. Yeah, is the Eagles beating the Vikings? The Vikings were good last year. Um, but it's, I still probably would put 49ers number one just by default, but I might put, uh, the Cowboys at two right now. And then at three, the Eagles, whoo, I don't know, but, and then the chiefs, you, you do get the win, which is great. And the Bengals lose again, the chargers lose again. So it was a good day for you. Bottom line, Broncos lose again. Raiders lose again, or Raiders lose for the first time. So anyway, we'll talk all about that next week and then anything else that pops up, you know, maybe, heck, maybe Tech might get another five-star. So by the way, uh, Texas Tech uniform people, that uniform was, oh, fantastic. I would be totally okay if that was the type, if that was the uni look, uniform look that you had at home for most of your home games. It was just, it looked, what I, the what I saw on TV and pictures, it looked fantastic. It's a no-brainer, folks. You don't have to have these wild looks. You don't. You just don't. So, But I will see you all Friday for the regular episode of the Chris Carpenter Show, and then we will have a recap. It'll be uh, most likely Sunday, um, and maybe Saturday. Potentially Saturday, depending on on timing, but most likely it'll be Sunday. But hope hope everybody has a great week, and I will see you this upcoming Friday for The Chris Carpenter Show.